0: And hello, hello. Welcome back to the Gay Racing Podcast. It's Zach and Alex back with you, back on our dumb podcast. <laughs> Some of you would like to call it. I, I got a great opportunity to promote the podcast yesterday. So, to all of our new viewers, hello, welcome, welcome in. I hope you guys are excited for today's episode. And you'll get kind of Or a- if
1: you're hate listening, even if you're hate listening, Thank welcome. You. We're happy to have you. We are
0: happy to have you, genuinely genuinely um yeah i i mean i'm a teacher i'm used to like l- talking to people that hate me so
1: <laughs> so the replies were just a normal day of your job but well, what's
0: kind of messed up is you know it's my spring break i was fine with having a chill 40 minute episode we kind of you know shoot the shoot the shoot the talk about phoenix right and then mike joy opened his mouth and oh, jesus um <laughs> yeah and then i opened my mouth um <laughs> Didn't even say anything crazy. You also opened your mouth. You were a little bit more harsh, but it wasn't that bad, really. No. And then, everyone lost their damn mind. So, we're going to start today's episode, Alex. We're going to talk about, as always, our favorite, NASCAR on Fox. (laughs) Because yesterday's broadcast, (laughs) it wasn't the best, but we... Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, don't expect a positive episode here um this will not be a positive episode um yeah our favorite fox sports segment let's we're gonna start with it this week and kick it off by handing out flop of the week and if you saw the tweets we're referring to you know who we're about to give it to uh mike joy gets flop of the week this week because he made a comment during the broadcast on fox Basically calling fans keyboard warriors, being annoyed with commercials. So when they cut to the last full screen commercial, like, for all you keyboard warriors out there who don't like that we have full screen commercials.
0: I'm going to say the last in one. single
1: syllables or whatever. Yeah. It, was, it was very passive aggressive. Yeah. And... He did that last week too, and I wanted to comment on them. And I'm like, whatever. I think cause it's, it's 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 very unprofessional.
0: I understand. Actually, no, I don't understand defending your employer because that's not your job to defend your employer. Your job for your employer is just do your job. You don't have to defend them. Um, but what I'm saying about Mike is like, I feel like the commercials is a very fair criticism of the broadcast mm-hmm. when we can watch Formula One ad free right yes um most places now you pay for a subscription and you watch your show without ads like we are in 2023 it is a fair criticism to to against commercials it just is i'm sorry like it is 2023 so i i understand wanting to defend and we i mean we understand yeah fox has to pay the bills that doesn't mean we're not going to complain about the commercial necessary
1: evil it's a necessary evil, a necessary evil right
0: but now. like you know we're trying to it's not gonna be like this forever. Certainly not. Like, t- it again, can't be. It can't be.
1: I think Fox wants it to be, but it can't be. The TV providers probably want it to be. Yeah, it, I mean, it just won't be like that
0: in the future. There's got to be like an alternative or something. But, but what we're trying to, we're still gonna criticize it. It does make the race really hard to follow and watch. On top of you know, Fox not even producing the race correctly, not even like focusing on what right. needs to be focused on, doing crank it up as soon as Harvick catches Larson for the lead. Like wh- what? What do so we do? Weird,
1: awful decision. Yeah, you know, who knows? Brent Boyer had his best moment in the booth yesterday by interrupting crank up. Yes. When he called the pastor, of the lead—that was the best moment in the far. So you could far, like, far. Oh God, so
0: I could like, I would have so much money if I had a nickel for every time Clint Boyer is trying to follow. Doesn't this happen a lot? He's trying to like lead into something. Like, well, let's check what he's going to do in the back straightaway with his gears, and then Fox cuts away from it, and then Clint's just like, oh, well, oh, okay, and he like says it, and I'm like, <laughs> doesn't that happen a lot? Like,
1: <laughs> I think it does. Clint's yeah. like actually trying to he- like analyze something. For once, he'd probably be he'd probably be better if production was better. But to go back to Mike Joy, yeah. though, so let's I get think to
0: yeah this comment.
1: Commercials isn't my main complaint with Fox Sports. Fox Sports, their issue is production. But to talk about Mike Joy's comment, keyboard warriors, um, whatever. Commercials are a necessary evil, right? We and you need that. them because the the TV contract is so much money, and. They need to pay it back and everything. And they have all these commercials to support it. Like it's necessary, but there are a lot of fans who don't like it. It's frustrating. And I think they have fans have every right to be frustrated with that. And to echo their concerns, they do it on specifically Twitter because that's the most direct way to connect with Fox sports people. And my joy, my joy interacts with people. And that's, that's the whole point of Twitter and for Mike Joy to do this, say on so, on the live broadcast... You've been doing it on social media, too. National They're doing it on TV. a live broadcast.
0: It's, it's
1: just on It's very unprofessional. And it's just like that's... You can defend your network. That's fine. But don't do it by basically mocking your audience. Because people aren't going to like that. I don't like that. It's not even you, my main problem To with the Fox keyboard warriors
0: in like my comments...
1: He does not have <laughs> to defend his network.
0: That's not in this contract. He does not have to say anything. Don't think like no. The, and we're not attacking Mike Joy. We're attacking no, Fox. Good. Mike Joy was not the problem until he started opening his mouth. Exactly. You know? like, exactly. And so I this have... is not the first time Mike Joy has said stuff hey, like this in a clapback way. Like we have criticized mm-hmm. Fox for a lot of different things. Um, one of them being as simple as the comic book
1: portraits.
0: And even Mike Joy goes and defends that. And it's just like, I think, right? Did, didn't
1: that happen? I'm not sure if he's defended that specifically. But it's like little things, though. He will
0: always defend Fox. And it's just like, you don't... Mike does not yeah. have to do that. And I don't understand why he does. Or he feels I the need to. I think a big
1: problem... I think a big problem with Mike personally right now is... He goes on social media a bit too much. And it's cool that he interacts with fans and everything. But it's in defense of his network. It's just like okay, but you don't watch the races. You don't really see what we are seeing.
0: No, he not yeah, true.
1: Right? And he has a bias and, anyways. Like,
0: like he gets to see everything. Like can,
1: like I understand Mike Joy does not have a he probably has sway but doesn't make the calls or anything with production whatever. Like he's calling the race. That's not his job. But it's like if you're going to communicate with the fans, like hear us out then. We're telling you you're willing to talk to us. You can't just turn around and, I mean, you can, but it's not really great to just turn around and just dismiss any opinions we have. Like, the Daytona 500 broadcast was a disaster, and he was on social media defending the crap out of it. And it's just like, why? Yeah. Like, you didn't watch your broadcast. Like we, Yeah, how are you defending
0: it when you, like, did he actually go back and rewatch it? I almost doubt it. Like, you know?
1: Right. But, uh. and, you know. Fans who are vocal or very vocal, I, I would say we are included in that. We're very vocal. We've been talking oh, about for this for over two years now. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> but like, if we're vocal, we care about the sport and we care about the broadcast. We want to be seen yeah. as a serious sport. And right now, Fox doesn't do that. The commercials to. certainly don't help.
0: They used to. They, kind they of. used
1: to. Oh. Yeah. And commercials we will start there that is m- motorsport is the only major sport where you miss time in an event because of commercials yeah. and, even and stages are supposed to help that and mike joy went on twitter don't. is like oh well we did that and that they don't yeah they and don't. also
0: here's the thing they pick the worst times for commercials go back to daytona i came r- okay issue. having a 60 lap run green flag run There, the one part that should not have a commercial are the green flag pit stops and the field blending back together, and it's pretty obvious when that's going to happen, or it was. So you need to do everything in your power so that we don't miss that because that was the most action in that run. Like, it's, it's stuff like that. They pick the worst times for commercials, so it's not just having commercials. It's the timing, the quantity, um yeah like and then
1: it's also production
0: itself like during so then when we don't have commercials we still don't know what's going on because they're either doing an ad read or they're focusing on something like they're talking about this one driver who's running by themselves while there's like either a battle for like third or a battle for the lead like
1: it's we're on board like pass for the lead one, was during Crank It Up, as, and the lead was going to be obviously changing soon. We got to crank it up for some reason, and it, so the broadcasters aren't talking. Two, we're on an onboard camera, but you can't see anything. And, like, half this race was on onboard cameras, by the way. That annoys the hell out of me. And, I don't know. It's just so frustrating. No, it <laughs> like, is. Fox Sports is honestly making NASCAR unwatchable for me it's like, already I really not,
0: hard to it, follow the races it's really hard to
1: like fontana i didn't really enjoy that race probably primarily because of fox vegas didn't enjoy it primarily because of fox phoenix i could not yeah. watch this race and then when mike joyce said that i literally turned it off so i'm like i have plans soon anyway for the night and I'm like i don't need to watch this yeah i did something else so i don't know and i assumed the race was over too we'll talk about the race later but yeah I don't know. It's frustrating.
0: It is. And, Do you
1: have anything else to say about Mike Joyce specifically?
0: Well let's talk about Twitter. Cause we made okay. some very cold takes. <laughs> like mm-hmm. to be in response to what Mike Joyce said on the air. Because Nick Bromberg, he posted the clip um saying mm-hmm. this is just cringy. That's what Nick Bromberg said. I quote retweet that and I'm like hard to have respect for Mike Joy when he continues to to, to, to ew, I can't talk to treat the viewers like this, okay? Because again, we talk mm-hmm. this is not this is not the first time that Mike Joy on the air has like kind of referenced keyboard warriors, has kind of talked down to the viewers, talked to us like we're stupid. Like it's not the first time. If I had to go back and pull examples I could, but I'm not digging through hundreds of hours of footage. Um and i say hard to have respect because i do respect mike joy. He's one of the best Me nascar too. commentators of all time. In no way shape or form am i saying that i no longer respect him. It's hard to have respect for him when he doesn't obviously doesn't really respect a lot of the viewers. Though especially the ones that just exactly. give fair criticisms. Right? Which like maybe keyboard warriors, maybe he's not talking to people like us, but mm. um so over 100,000 people saw that tweet, 170-something people <laughs> replied to me, um, calling me gay, <laughs> wow,
1: which you're not very wrong, emergent.
0: but it's like, <laughs> I'm not the one defending a man I don't know. Ooh. That's kind of gay, yeah. to defend a man you don't know. Because, like, they were just so, oh my, they were mean. Kind of hurt my feelings a little yeah. bit. They kind of hurt my feelings so when my tweet they hurt my feelings they hurt my feelings what am i gonna do now how do i get back on twitter
1: i'm never gonna tweet again so i i made a tweet as well and i i don't read my replies because i have notifications set i don't get notified if you tweet at me and you don't follow me so why about it but uh, i tweeted something more harsher than zach i said mike joy mocking fans every week on air for being frustrated with commercials is really ridiculous In an immature response by Fox Sports, I understand it, meaning commercials, is a necessary evil, but that's really low. And I think that really summarizes what we talked about. I think that's...
0: What you said, though, is like... Again, that's not disrespectful at all. We did not... I don't think we were really being disrespectful. Like, because since we have... It sucks because I feel like we have more eyes on us because of this podcast. We have grown as people on Twitter. So I try not to be really disrespectful to people because it's like they're most like they could see it you know but that's not disrespectful like it is ridiculous and it is an immature thing to say when you are the play-by-play for this national broadcast like yeah you know like do do your can you focus on doing your job you could have just said last full-screen commercial break and said something funny you didn't
1: have that there were some people who I saw in my replies, who followed me, so I actually saw it, that said I was uh, taking it too personally. I'm like, that I'm not, I'm not the person who's mad about the commercials. It's just like, he, Mike Joyce should not have said keyboard warriors.
0: Yeah, like that's single
1: syllables. Slap in the face to fans. Saying like, single syllables. Yeah, in that part too. Yeah. like It's just like, he's, gonna, he's talking really slow, so we understand that we're going to our last commercial break. It's like, stop.
0: That's ridiculous. Just, no. As you said, it's yeah. ridiculous.
1: Like, come on, Mike. You're better than that. So, what did Mike quote tweet? Someone, someone in your replies was a bit rude. He was, Mike they was
0: disrespectful. <laughs> what?
1: Uh, what? So, so, Mike, so Mike Joy the, quote tweeted that person. This? I'll
0: read it. So, this guy, okay. m- whatever, in my replies, he says, Hey, Mike Joy 500, I'm going to put my opinion of you in single syllables. You suck. Period. Hashtag retire.
1: <laughs> so that's, it's pretty rude, but it's also kind of funny People when you're acting it seriously. like I said something but, like that. Like, <laughs> yeah, you didn't, you didn't say anything like that. But what did getting, Mike Joyce like, say in response to that comment, Zach? So
0: Mike Joyce said, thanks for being, and this is a great response, by the way, thanks for being concise. I value the opinions expressed here and I don't block anyone. He's talking to me because he didn't block me. As a race fan, I share many of your concerns. As a broadcast professional, I know why some things can't easily change. Hope you enjoy the race as much as we enjoy bringing it to you. End quote. Um, that's a great response Wait. for Mike. Yeah, great. Tweet. I that's why I respect him because he has moments like this where he's, you know, he's, he's my, he's he's my joy. Like obviously, mm-hmm. he knows what he's doing. He's right most of the time. It's just, like, you don't need to talk down to us. And you don't really... I I think what you said about him being on social media too much is very correct. Because, again, it's not in his contract to defend Fox. It's not in his contract.
1: (laughs) I would say only, like, 3%, if that, of the audience on Fox understood what he was talking about. For real. Yeah. It's just, like you're wasting this energy on 3% of the audience. Yeah. And it just annoys me, as I said, because it's like, you're just literally insulting the audience. Like, why come down to their level? That's not cool with me.
0: Like, you're Mike Joy on a national broadcast. Why are you coming down to their level? Like, be better. Imagine David... Imagine even... Like, when you said... Imagine Rick Allen doing that during his, like, awkward phase. And I'm like,
1: that's so true. He would never say that. Like, he would just never... For, con- for context, before we recorded, um, I was telling Zach, imagine if Rick Allen did something like this when Rick Allen started in Cup, wasn't really universally like, he had some awkward flubs and, you know, aggressive goes around, stuff like that. Imagine if during the peak of all that, Rick Allen went on social media and basically said, screw you, to someone who said that he should be fired and he needs to get better or whatever. I think Rick Allen genuinely took a lot of that criticism and has gotten better as a commentator. Oh, yeah, I really like him now. He's always like and, mostly
0: focused either on the race or the driver. Like he'll bring up yeah. random stories, but
1: whatever. Like, and that's not to say Mike Joy's bad. You can't imagine if Rick Allen did this. You know, like it would, been like. Almost Six years ago, it would have just blown up. Yeah. But Mike Joy does it, and he gets defended because he's universally liked. And he's this is what I'm saying. He's
0: got that, you know, the what's it called, the tenure, the tenure. I mean, he's been doing this yeah. forever. Like, you know, you can't mm-hmm. just. He's almost invincible in that way, which yeah. that doesn't that doesn't mean he should be deflected from any and all criticism. Correct. Um, especially since most of our again most of our criticisms not at him, but when he's like no. talking down to us for fair criticism. For Fair criticisms, it's just like ugh, I don't know. I didn't take and, it personally, well, but I just think it was weird no. for him to say that.
1: Same, and a lot of people need to understand that you can be critical of people while still respecting them. I respect the hell out of Mike Joy, yes. I think he should be in the NASCAR Hall of Fame, yes. truly. truly. And I, I an, listened to he's what an, he has to he's say, he's an icon.
0: Yes, he is an yeah. icon, he's a NASCAR icon, but like, everyone
1: knows who when he is. someone. When someone does something that is wrong, and I think what he did and has been doing is wrong, it should be called out. We can't just ignore it and defend him no. because he's Mike Joy.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Um. And To kind of close this off, I want to say I hope Mike Joy understands where we're coming from. I- I'm assuming he read our tweets, considering he saw a reply to your tweet. Yeah. Well, who knows? But hopefully he understands what we're saying. We're not attacking him and just being a little critical. But... I do want to say NASCAR is in ongoing TV negotiations for 2025, um, and it's just I want to say this: is like not only does NASCAR have a TV partner who treats their series like a joke and doesn't take it seriously, they now have a lead commentator of Fox going after fans on social media and on live television. That is not healthy. Nope. Not great. And if I'm NASCAR, I'm really like, what are we doing with this relationship? What that is not. Healthy Fox
0: just is yeah. hit, not hitting a lot of their areas that they need to be hitting, yeah. Like, honestly,
1: and, and to kind of one more thing here is like for them to for Fox to just kind of just continue to ignore fans and just not taking into criticism. And now we have a commentator going after the fans for being critical. It's like Fox knows they're gonna get the TV rights again, probably, so they're just like, we can do whatever we want, screw you you know it's That's like sad. okay well i'll we just won't stop watching we'll just stop watching then
0: like, i mean i'm getting i mean because i'm getting to the point where i'm like it's that part of the season where i'm like mm, these races are kind of yeah, like mm, you know
1: i can't i don't enjoy them i just don't the broadcast makes it hard to enjoy too long, i don't think a good broadcast can't follow the will race until nbc takes over
0: yeah like they're too long can't follow the race The points don't. What happens doesn't even matter because it's the regular season. Like it's just. Yep. It's so hard, and that's not Fox's fault, but like it's just so hard to even, like even watch the race. Like I don't know, but I also have ADHD, so it's a little different for me. But (laughs) yeah, it is what it is. Um, Okay. Yeah, I think we hit all. Hopefully,
1: you guys. Hopefully, you guys understood what we're saying. If you're hate listening, hope you have a better understanding. Yeah. Um.
0: Danica did pretty good yesterday.
1: Yeah, and. Actually, you mentioned Danica, not to go back to Fox, but she mentioned that the 78 car was slow and it took Fox like 30 seconds, 20 seconds to show what she was talking about. That's not, that's not acceptable. Not acceptable. Anyway, um,
0: Fox doesn't watch the races. They don't watch the races. They don't. Production race.
1: team is not paying attention. NASCAR let's talk about the race.
0: Yep. So let's actually talk about the race. Um, we came we come in with this lower downforce package. They it removes what thirty percent downforce. That's what they were saying. Um, yeah, legit. I guess. Um, it's still Phoenix. <laughs> like I think. I don't even know what the, did you see any. I wasn't actually paying attention to what people thought about the package or really the race because. I don't think Phoenix has ever been the barometer for a good race. Like, it's just not really... Yeah. Or good package, rather. It's just, like, it's Phoenix. It's a flat, one-mile track. It's not really ever going to sh- have yeah. that good of racing. With that said, though, on the restarts, we had great racing, I have to say. Um, and then that one point where Harvick caught Larson, that was cool. But uh, Hendrick had the day. There were probably some interesting battles mid-pack that we didn't get to see. But... Mm-hmm. You know, I think it was probably a step in the right direction. Um, I would actually like to see I mean, this package on mile and a half, but you know me.
1: <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad that NASCAR is trying something to make the short tracks better. I don't think Phoenix is a good um, example of what this new lower down force can do. I think we'll really know at Martinsville. Martinsville's, if Martinsville's still bad. Yeah, if Martinsville is still a mess, that then they gotta God. figure something. Martinsville
0: out. has to be good, but I think there's also because like it wasn't just a downforce problem. It's the fact that they can just grab a gear into fourth gear and then they just get a perfect launch off the corner, and it's just like I don't know how you fix that. <laughs> like there's a lot going against the next gen car on short tracks. It's mm, yeah. it's yeah
1: i don't know i you know with phoenix something i wish they would do is get don't let them go below that into the dogleg thing but let them go I, way down there
0: what i thought was interesting I think yesterday that just ruins it
1: someone said yesterday
0: that the track looks like a parking lot from air from above and i'm like you're you're right like it needs it's either like some mess. like side art like what f1 tracks do or like grass like put grass in the trioval because i mean Look at Championship Weekend. The restarts get so stupid. I understand it's kind of cool, but like, it's stupid at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. It know. only
1: looks. It only looks cool in like pictures. I don't think it actually adds anything. I think that's the main thing with Phoenix. They just need to don't let them go down there. That's why they moved to start finish line. So you would, you know, they need be to, part of it. But I don't think it's added. added they need anything. to put
0: grass. Just put grass. You can't I, if you tell them something. to not go down there. They're gonna. F- Jesus, yellow Rhine rule at t- Phoenix. Yeah, there we go. Um, <laughs> God, yeah, I hate this. Um, but yeah, I mean, name like name a really good race at Phoenix right now. Like <laughs> Phoenix. Like I, I mean, there's been some solid races, but like again, Martinsville is the yeah. true test because if we don't have it, or even maybe Coda in a few weeks. True, um, true. I mean. We'll have to see. Basically, I don't, my if, expectations if, are kind of if, on the floor, though. That's what I'm trying to same. say.
1: If Martinsville is bad again or even worse somehow, um, they just need to go add more horsepower. I know they're trying this as a last test to, to try not adding horsepower. They really don't want to. Ugh. NASCAR's. It basically sounds like they're. Jimmy Hamlin said in his podcast, like stop asking for horsepower. They're not going to do it. Okay. <laughs>
0: okay well i think removing downforce work Martinsville, they're gonna have to I removing down force is what you have to do then and what lowest downforce levels since the 90s that's cool like i think these cars yeah. at least should be harder to drive like i mean i saw some guys wiggling a little bit yesterday i mean because if these cars are gonna have so much mechanical grip why do we even have a spoiler <laughs> take that spoiler off I'm, I'm kidding but i'm not like take that spoiler off dude like come on like have a little lip on the back, like Dale Junior said that. Like I, I always remember this. If you're if you're gonna have low horsepower, these cars need to like be floating, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm not an engineer, so we'll just have to see. Yeah, me but neither. I, my expectations for stuff like Martinsville are still on the floor, though. I, th- I think with them shifting, yeah. there's still like a lot of mechanical grip. It's, it's not gonna be what we are expecting Martinsville to be, you know. So that's really right, sad. Right. Um, but let's talk about the, the actual kind of race now. So William Byron. Oh, God, I hate him. I don't hate him. But oh, my God, I'm over it. It is week yeah, four and two, I'm over it.
1: <laughs> yeah, two in a row for William Byron after winning it overtime both times. He arguably was like a top three car both weeks. He dominated the yeah, week like, before. That's fair mean, like, At least it's not a. Like, imagine if Chase Briscoe won two in a row in overtime. Yeah. For example. Or Phil's
0: Ricky Stenhouse or something. Like, you know. Yeah. Oh like, yeah. Ooh, wait. Oh, God. Kyle Busch is the only, like, normal, like, legit. Not legit, but, like, yeah. you know only one race this year has ended without overtime uh this is getting stupid whatever i just
1: yeah we 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 talked about overtime after daytona i don't have much else to add you can watch your daytona listen to our daytona episode for because like well harvick
0: but i really think it was interesting when harvick you know beat the hendrick cars on pace and was leading at the end of that Mm -hmm. run and i think what was going on with the five team cliff daniels kind of you know I guess, kind of criticizing Kyle for even changing lanes or running the That top. was interesting. That was cool. That's, like, you know, why we watch racing. Um, <laughs> that was mm-hmm. the most engaging part of the race. And then seeing it, well, I guess it did matter because, really, Harvick lost that race. It was half a you know a strategy call. They lost track position, but he said he wanted to be on offense. And then, you know, Harvick's on offense, and he chokes three starts. So, it's it is what it is yeah. um it's, this is obviously a restart sport even though the race is three hours but whatever um yeah. it was cool though
1: it was do, cool did we did nascar ever give a reason for why stage one is short and stage two is long
0: i think it has I, something, I still don't get that i think it has something to do with like the fuel windows like because they didn't have to pit in the first stage, but then stage two they do have to pit. Because if they try to divide it, let me do this math. If they try to divide it like, um, shoot, sorry, I'm doing this math real quick. Because if they divided it evenly, the race, I think the stages mm-hmm. would be like 80 laps. And that's really tight on the fuel window. It's almost too tight on the fuel window where some would probably be able to make it, but it would be really close. So instead of doing that, okay. they made the first stage short so that you don't even have to think about it. And then the second and the third stage, you have to make one pit stop. So, I think okay. that's why they did it like that. Um, instead of okay. making... Because then, that guarantees the third stage isn't, like, too long. So, that's why they do it right. like that. And I believe they do it like that at Richmond, too. Yeah, I think they do. Yeah, so it's all okay. these, like, kind of shorter tracks is where they do that. Where it's, like, the fuel windows too close to where they would normally put the stage.
1: Okay. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, you mentioned Harvick, he, and that was your fantasy pick. Oh, my God. I thought you were about so to get another cooking, win already. Right? I was cooking. You were cooking. That was I, a good pick.
0: I, 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 oh, my God. I've had two amazing picks this year. Both almost got me wins. That's crazy. Like, I am proud of that pick. But, um, yeah, Harvick. Well, let's talk about Kevin Harvick. SHR needed that because they have just been the oh, yeah. dogs. They have been dog water like mm-hmm. ass even like they have been ass even Chase Briscoe was running up front yesterday I believe I saw him up front yesterday yeah. so um I don't know where Ryan Priest was but yeah so that's I think that's a really good confidence booster for Harvick that he can still go out and win races even though it's you know it's his retiring year we've talked about it you don't drive the same after you announce your retirement um yeah so that was really impressive I'm I'm kind of wondering if the short tracks are going to be his thing for this year because well he won at richmond last year he finished second at richmond last year True. too he you know competed for the win at bristol a few years ago like it's maybe he's kind of an shr too he did maybe win at michigan tracks. yeah he did win at michigan, he won last at michigan. Year, right um so yeah we'll have to see what he's able to do but i mean He's also, again, just so consistent. He will be, obviously, in the playoffs. I think he could probably make it far in the playoffs if he can not, you know, have mistakes, you know, in the the first round like he did last year. And, you know, he might be back here in the fall competing for a championship. And if he is, I think that's really dangerous because his experience and just knowledge of Phoenix is unmatched. Obviously, the records show that. He showed it yesterday. So, yeah. Solid.
1: Yeah. Um, I also want to talk about Logano, who was my fantasy pick, was like in the 20s all day. Yeah. I thought for sure he'd be really good again. But he, again, Logano's so hit or miss, it's hard to predict with him. Uh, he ended up recovering to 11th, but really odd, wasn't it? Logano was just out to lunch after dominating in November.
0: Yeah. um, He was running up front at California, wasn't he? he was but then was he like there. faded he faded late in the race las vegas he was nowhere to be seen today really he yesterday he was nowhere to be seen so yeah it's that 20 the penske in general because what was blaney was actually kind of up front though i'm looking for the results i'm trying to because i don't
1: Blaney know finished second yesterday
0: he finished oh right overtime right, 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 Yeah, because i'm like but he was running like sixth most of the day but he had a really mm-hmm. good restart um and tyler reddick dude he had he was he had four fresh tires um and he passed he was in front of harvick and he he would have won that race maybe if he didn't get boxed in um
1: but that would have been cool that
0: also kind of shows again phoenix is not the best racetrack like you just can't he couldn't even make a pass with fresher tires like it wasn't really i don't know what package you need for that to happen but um it was it was whatever um but yeah, yeah, Byron, Byron. Oh well, let's talk about Hendrick. So Larson and Byron dominated the race. Um, yeah, similar. Like Byron dominated the early stages, then Larson took over and dominated basically what stage two and I think most of stage three until he got passed by Harvick. Good to see. I think that's good to see that Hendrick for them at least that they are dominating at a mile and a half and intermediate and they're down. They're dominating yeah. at Phoenix. That's scary. That's really scary. Um, yeah. Bowman, he finished ninth. He wasn't running up with his teammates as much. Might have been just a track position issue or skill issue. I don't know. Because um, well, he had that one time where he like, oh, God, we didn't even mention this. The save them all comment <laughs> when he got loose off uh, two and he's he had a pet paint scheme. The Save the pets ally, whatever. Save them all. Hashtag yeah. save them all. He saved a spin and. Mike Joy made a really dumb... It wasn't dumb. What? No, wait. We gotta tell the viewers about this. So, you texted me when Mike Joy made the thing. Sorry to get back into this, uh-huh. but you texted me. No, it's funny. It is so funny. Yeah. You, te- <laughs> you texted me about that, and that was right after Mike Joy made the save them all comment. And I'm like, wait, are we... Are are we? Are you mad at him because he said he said save them all? Was that insensitive to the animals? (laughs) No, I literally Uh, that's what I thought at first. God, so uh, that's why I I asked him, What did he say? What did he say? Because I'm like, there's no way it's about the pets.
1: (laughs) Oh man, God! You imagine if I was mad about that? That's so funny. Um, Twitter can because apparently
0: we're offended. Oh yeah, Twitter.
1: I'm sure there was someone mad about it on Twitter. They're offended. But.
0: Anyways, um, yeah. But yeah, Hendrick, I would like to see Bowman needs to because I think it's obvious that Byron and Larson are like they are. They are him. You know, they are the two. Yeah, they are the ones he got to beat right now. But. Bowman is lacking a little bit. And it's concerning. But
1: the question is can William Byron actually maintain this? Because last year he started strong, just like this year, maybe yeah. stronger this year.
0: He won Atlanta but, and Early in the season. Yep. First of two wins.
1: And he could have won Darlington early in the year. He got beat by Joey Logano. And after that, didn't really see much of him no. after that. Um, will that happen again this year? Like, is he going to have a rough summer again? It's hard to say right now. I, think. I
0: saw somebody yesterday and I find this really interesting as we do not talk about as analysts, we don't talk about the grind enough of the NASCAR schedule. I mean, it's what it's 40 it's weeks. Crazy. There's like one off week at this point. Mm-hmm. If we're lucky, like, yeah. <laughs> like, or I guess two, cause the LA clash counts in one of those 40 weeks. So, but there's like, yeah, there's like no off weeks. And it's like for a young driver, like William, Who's you know? I will say he's basically a veteran now because he's been doing this since twenty eighteen. But still, I mean, I think he's one of the drivers that might struggle with the grind a little bit. Um, and I'm not really sure what he does health wise or outside of, um, outside. Like, does he do any? He does he do racing outside of? NASCAR, he, he
1: does uh, short track racing. Yeah, yeah.
0: So I don't know if maybe that contributes to it, or if that's helping him. That kind of goes back to what we talked about with Chase Elliott and extracurricular activities. Like maybe that helps him stay focused or not get burnt out on racing. Right. Hard to say. Um, that's really the test though for this race team, especially as we kind of start getting around May and we get to the six hundred and we go to, you know, right. Gateway and stuff. Like you, it's important to keep the. Keep up that momentum because as soon as the as soon as you say that we have a few wins, we have playoff points, we can take it easy till the regular season or you know or, or till the playoffs. It's you need that momentum as the playoffs start. You need the you need the momentum going into the playoffs. We've seen that. Um we see we saw that with Logano last year a little bit. So Yeah. You you can't interesting really aff- to watch. You can't really afford to just like win. You, you can't afford to win four of the first ten races, right? That's being extreme. And then, like, do nothing for the rest of the regular season. That does not make you a championship favorite. Um, All that does is give you some playoff points. A cushion, which is good. That is good. But, you know, you need to get on a run. Um, So, hopefully, it'll be interesting to see how this develops, how Hendrick develops. Are other teams going to catch them? Can they catch them with their limited tools? This is a spec car. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. All right. Welcome back to the Gay Racing Podcast. We are back for everyone's favorite segment, the T. If you are new here, this is where we talk about all the gossip, all of the the weird, different things, all the breaking news that is going on in the motorsports world. So Alex, start us off. We have a bit of an all-star race kind of forming up for, for Coda, don't we?
1: We sure do. At Coda in two weeks. Uh, Kimi Raikkonen is gonna be back in Project 91 for trackhouse racing. I'm excited for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jordan Taylor is going to be filling in for Chase Elliott in the number nine IMSA champion. Very, very excited for that. I called that on last week's. You episode, did call that last week. Yep.
0: You did. Mm-hmm. Ooh,
1: I'm so happy that's happening. Uh, F1 champion Jensen Button is gonna drive the fifteen car. Uh, for Rick Ware. It's going to be prepped by Stuart Haas Racing. Uh, Button's also going to run Chicago and the Indy Road Course. That'll be really cool, too. Yeah. And Jimmy Johnson, this has not been officially announced as of recording, but he is listed as an entry for CODA in like the driver portal or something. So Jimmy Johnson, Jensen Button, Jordan Taylor, and Kimi Raikkonen are all going to be racing in CODA. Yeah. That's crazy.
0: That's solid. Um, that's I. I think having Coda this early in the schedule too is awesome. And I mean, it's such a, it's an iconic venue. Obviously, it has F one races. Um, so I think that's some of the appeal for you know Kimmy and Jensen. Maybe, maybe not. Um, Jensen Button though. I mean, has he ever raced in Cup? Ever? No. No. Yeah. So this is a pretty big deal, and I mean. The 15 car, I I know it's Rick Ware, but I mean it's a road course. Like I think the driver can play a big part. Um, we'll see how he does. You know, it's his first start in a in a car like this mm-hmm. before. Jimmy, let's talk about Jimmy. So Jimmy doing Coda. Um, I guess that's expected. Um, he's obviously doing Chicago later in the year, so maybe you know he doesn't want that to be his first road course race in the next gen car because yeah. I believe what this and Sonoma. Well, Sonoma would have made sense, but um, but you brought up to me that maybe Jimmy's just trying to do all the new tracks, because Jimmy's doing, like, five or six races this year, right? Mm-hmm. Jimmy Johnson 2023 races. Like, I, I don't remember if they said the exact number.
1: I don't I think know. they said roughly six. I don't think it was, like, anything set in place. But we were talking before we recorded today, and... Jimmy retired at at the end of twenty twenty, and since then NASCAR's added quite a few new tracks. Yeah. And Zach, would you like to share uh, what you realized if Jimmy's yeah. actually doing six classes? So six I found races?
0: this I found this article. Um he said like he has twelve or fourteen races on a list that he's trying to narrow down to between five and ten. So new tracks on the schedule. All right. So he did the Daytona five hundred, obviously, not new, but um Coda, that's new. He hasn't done that before. Um uh b- 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 bristol dirt um don't do it jimmy <laughs> don't do it you're not missing anything <laughs> no he is missing something if he does it he he's missing easter um don't do it he's um what so bristol dirt gateway nashville um chicago obviously he's already confirmed to do chicago And I think he's missed an Easter. Yeah, I think that's it. Sorry, we're having internet issues, but I think we're good now. Um, but yeah, um, Daytona. I think his schedule might be Daytona, Coda, Bristol, Dirt, Nashville, uh, Gateway, Chicago. I think those six, but like, will he do anything late in the year? Maybe, maybe not. Um, I, you almost wonder, I feel like he has to give the new Atlanta a try. Maybe. I don't know.
1: That's a super speedway. I mean, he did, he did Daytona. I mean, I if you're going to do Daytona, yeah, I'm
0: just saying cuz like
1: you could win. I'm just saying, but you yeah, could win. I I think you're on to something though because if he is doing 5, 6 tracks, you just listed all the new ones. Yeah. But know, also like he probably
0: he probably has Martinsville on the list too. You know what I mean? Like I think he has tracks like that maybe. on his list. Like Martinsville, maybe the 600. Over. Dover, oh, duh! He's doing Dover.
1: There's no way he doesn't do Dover. That'd be cool. But you know, you mentioned Nashville. Nashville is sponsored by Ally, and that's yeah. a big Jimmy Johnson sponsor. Why wouldn't Ally want two cars in the field with Jimmy and Bowman? I think yeah. that'd be cool. I think that would
0: be cool. Um, yeah, I, I don't like. They could have like a double. Oh, my God. They can make that guy on Twitter mad. The one that he, he okay. made the tweet. Remember the NRF? He made the tweet about um how RFK would like they had the same sponsor on both cars. And he said oh, it was like dumb. OK, OK, but OK. But more yeah. sponsorship. Mo- yeah, they could do that. I don't know. That'd be cute. Um, this is an F1. This is an F1. <laughs> what, what are we doing? Um, well, remember, there <laughs> are F1 tracks <laughs> in Nashville. True, true. There are at
1: least six of them. There's at least six.
0: We haven't found them yet, but they're somewhere out there. Um.
1: Yeah, they're somewhere. Um, Moving on, though. Atlanta is this weekend. Yeah, this Um, is controversial. Road entry. (laughs) Road entry is at the entry of turn three. Um, Zach, you had a, in my opinion, a hot take. Yes. So this is a very hot take. So. Because the
0: issue was that because, you know, Atlanta is a mile and a half track, so when you turn it into a super speedway, that goes to show there's no way to end or pit road safely without being, you know, you're on the banking, basically. You're on the racing surface. It doesn't have that stretch that Daytona and Talladega have. So they put the commitment line at the beginning of turn three, which is similar but different to what our good friends IndyCar do. Right at Texas. Um Yeah. Now I believe IndyCar. Do they have to get on the pit limiter on the apron, or do they just have to be on it? I don't think they have to. I'm not sure. I'm not
1: sure. That's a good question. Good question.
0: I feel like they don't though, because isn't IndyCar pit road speed similar to NASCAR? Because I feel like they go pretty. They're carrying speed yeah. when they go pit.
1: Honestly, they have a they have a they have a pit limiter. Unlike NASCAR, is my one concern with this um yeah for me though i mean you said you liked it right you like well the idea? here's
0: the thing it's not perfect but i honestly right. think it's better than what they were doing to be honest okay. with you
1: like for me for me i think it's uh it's an interesting idea i just think it's gonna cause a huge wreck no like yeah <laughs> It's NASCAR we're talking no, about. So, oh, we're talking well, like NASCAR. if it causes
0: well I mean Daytona and Talladega they wreck coming in the pits too. So it's like I get that you say that but sure. I, I don't think they're going to Cuz what didn't they have a wreck last year all four and that's why they're doing this? Like I think so. Like that's I don't I but understand what you're mean, saying but I don't really think that argument's valid because they're yeah they yeah they're going to Okay, yeah, so basically
1: wreck. The- so you're saying because NASCAR wrecks anyway, it's not a reason to be concerned well, okay. about
0: it? No, because the back straightaway is the safest place to try to pull off. It is. Fair. That's fair. That's the thing. I mean, yeah. yeah that's why it's a thing. I mean, I'm just saying it makes sense why they're doing this. I think the yeah. only thing I you would change what? is that. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I know. I'm cooking. You're realizing I'm cooking. The only thing I would change is like make it kind of like homestead where it's just more like of an access road instead of you have to be committed to pit road speed. The problem with that is like people will haul ass on the flat apron trying to, you know, save time.
1: And it's like that, that could cause a wreck. (laughs) Like, Yeah. yeah. And the pit road commitment lines, they have to be at speed is on the back stretch. Yes. Like it's right at turn three entry. And now that you were cooking a bit, I think I actually kind of like it because they're probably going to slow down off of two. Yeah. My thought was they're going to like come off two hauling ass and they're going to hit the brake and cause a wreck and stuff on the backstretch. No, they'll probably they'll pull off all two. The, like they'll get to the
0: inside on all one two. and two, yeah,
1: and then they'll slow down on the backstretch. I think that'll work. I think actually.
0: the only main issue yeah. is the fact that like green flag pitting will take you. Well, like you will lose like a lap or two, or like two laps or more. True. But
1: like True.
0: don't do have don't have an unscheduled stop then. Like I'm sorry. Like I don't know what to tell you, dude. Like, um, and honestly, yeah. are we even gonna have green flag stops? Y'all are gonna wreck too much. Probably like, not. Yeah. It's probably it, don't even matter. It probably Which <laughs> in that case, this literally doesn't so then it's just punishing to the people that need to make an unscheduled stop, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't Honestly, didn't I argue that like this should be like this at every track in one episode? Because I think trying to pit off turn four on some of these tracks is way too dangerous. Like it's just you might have. I think I said
1: I forget or, when.
0: It was it, it was when we had that pit road crash. Who was it? Was it
1: Cody Ware? Oh. Yeah, you were saying that they you were saying several things. You said they needed to have a wall along pit road so they don't crash into pit road. Yeah. And you were saying like the pit road entry should be like like that. Yeah, you were saying that. What they need to do then. On pit road.
0: So what they need to do okay, I just figured this out. They need to build a wall Um, because didn't they build a wall to Atlanta's pit road for the super speedway configuration? Didn't that happen? I don't remember. Did they? I think I they did because it used to not have a wall. I'm pretty sure they built a wall for it. Um... But anyways, what I'm trying to say is build a wall along the inside of turns three and four, give it some space, obviously, and then you could have that as an access road without pit road speed. But if someone hauls ass in there and fucks up, oop, I didn't mean to cuss, but they won't go back onto the track. They'll just hit the wall. I think that's probably right. the, the safest thing you could do. That makes pit road a lot safer also. Um... Yeah, yeah. I think that's probably the fairest thing you could do. But yeah, you just get some concrete, build a wall, make it a safer barrier. I don't care. Um,
1: yeah, I think this will be interesting to see how this plays out this weekend. Yeah, yeah. Only thing is, um, is like
0: where that wall kind of jets out. You got to be careful yeah. where it is, but mm, especially at a su- right. or you. Mm, no you could start the wall more in the middle of the corner so it's less likely they hit it but i don't know put it like really inside so, the apron put it like yeah. kind of in turn three so it's really unlikely someone's gonna hit it and make it at like right. a smarter angle i don't know
1: so we are about we are halfway through the tea yeah uh, this was a hot topic on twitter i don't know if you saw this Zach. kyle petty, is kyle cooking. petty. he's cooking Kyle Petty said on the NASCAR and NBC podcast that he compared Ryan Blaney to Casey Kane, saying that neither drivers were able to seal the deal. And he basically said Ryan Blaney doesn't do anything, meaning, people put that wrong, I think, meaning like he runs up front all the time, but he doesn't actually like win.
0: Yeah. And everyone
1: loves him. He's hot. Yeah. And you like him.
0: And you like Casey Kane. So. Kyle Casey Petty's Kane cooking was my fave before Blaney. Kyle Petty's yeah. cooking though. I mean, yeah, we t- we criticize Ryan Blaney on this podcast a lot. Like um I will yeah. say yesterday he was yesterday was one of the few times he was ready to actually steal a win. Like he was ready to mm-hmm. go do that um yesterday. So I, I him finishing second, he needs that like that's great. That's awesome. Um but not I mean that's very fair. Right? Like he did not execute a lot last season. Um when his teammate was winning the championship and
1: you know Austin Cindric
0: mm. won the 500 and yeah you know, I think he's good. Yeah.
1: Okay. I I agree with Kyle Petty as well. I don't know why people were very heated about this to be because, honest because again, it's very people you like just... are open to criticism. True. Very yep. true. I I criticize my faves. Yep. Yes. So, um Ryan Blaney Casey Kane both drivers my number one drivers in this car at their respective times but it's true A Casey Kane won a handful of races Ryan Blaney's won a handful of races but there's a lot of races that both of them probably should have won and didn't
0: yeah
1: and I mean I don't think this is a negative comparison Casey Kane won the Coke 600 yeah won the Brickyard he's 400 he's won the Brickyard 400 he's... like is that it <laughs> i
0: <I'm trying. laughs> What else has he but, done? That? No, like he's. <laughs>
1: but yeah, no, you're right.
0: He's like, he's, a, he was, he's an accomplished NASCAR driver. Let's not
1: act like he wasn't. Yeah. And he, I think if things went a little differently, he probably could have competed for a championship or two, Casey oh. Kane. And I, I struggle to argue against what Kyle Petty said. I really do. They are literally on the same career path. They have the same fan base. Can, let's Casey be honest. Kane
0: finished fourth and, in the yeah. twenty twelve standings. Like that was his peak when he joined Hendrick. That was his peak. Um, mm-hmm. Like he had great years, um, but he only 2012? had two. yeah, twenty twelve when in the five
1: car. That was his first year in the five okay, car. I, w- I was thinking he was in the four still. Maybe that was. The that five. was yeah. Two thousand eleven was Williams. when he
0: was in the four. Um, but yeah, he finished fourth okay. behind Keselowski, Boyer, and Johnson. Um, he was kind of okay. like. Best of the row. Re- no, he was 15 points behind Johnson. Yeah. So, um, oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. But remember, Jimmy yeah. like imploded so, though at the end of the season. But yeah. So, I mean, Casey Keane's uh, an accomplished race car driver. I think Ryan Blaney, when you know he's all said and done, he's he will be an accomplished race car driver. I'm just nervous for his growth for his position at Team Penske because I think time's kind of ticking on that. I will say. Like, I'm not saying mm-hmm. that next year he won't be in the 12 card, but I'm saying if he doesn't show serious growth and results, I think Roger is going to look at other people. Like, it's fair. Pe- perhaps I'd, Eric Jones. That with,
1: I don't know. It'd be such a good pick for Penske. Eric Jones. Yeah. For real. Wouldn't it? I don't know why. It would be. Then he could, like, yeah. get haircuts um, and
0: stuff. Like, I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. That's another plus for Eric Jones to Penske. I like it. Yeah. But, no, it, because Newman left Penske. I forget whose decision that was or how that happened. But, you know, Newman was, like, crazy good 2002, like, 2003, right out the gate. But then it kind of slipped, and eventually he left. I don't know. Yeah. I think it's a Yeah, and well, he had that one year scenario. he won
0: eight races, but didn't, like, win the championship or something. Like, mm-hmm. Is it just is this just a team Penske thing too? Like I don't know. But Logano is obviously doing what he needs to do.
1: Logano's at Penske till he retires. Logano's the barometer Sendrick, probably, for what well. a Penske
0: driver needs to be doing. Like Yeah. And Austin Cindric too. I could criticize him, but it's he's still in a second year, so it's hard to he's in
1: a second year. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to see. So since we agree we can just move on here. Yeah. Um this good, one good this uh, is- some IMSA tea Ooh. from the Rolex 24. It's been about two months since the Rolex 24. Uh, the Rolex 24 winner, Meyer shake Racing number 60, was given a huge penalty for messing with tire pressures in Uh-oh. their car. It was reported by Honda. Honda? Their manufacturer.
0: Yo, they snitched? Um, yeah. <laughs> Why would they snitch? Was that an accident?
1: <laughs> wait. Wait. So, oh, I
0: didn't see the rest of the tea. Oh, my God. Keep reading.
1: So... Meyer Shank Racing said that the employee who did it is fired. <gasps> so apparently, supposedly it was just a single employee messed with the tire pressures away from what they're legally supposed to be, according to Imps' rules and what Michelin wants and everything. Um so yeah, they the sixty team now has like no points. Shut up. I think they lost a lot of the money. They get to keep the win. They get to keep the watches. I so think it's they a, lost everything else. Though.
0: Well, that's fair. So like they, they are the winners of the Emza Rolex
1: twenty four, but yes.
0: it's they're yes, encumbered.
1: But they don't get anything else for it. They're encumbered. Yeah, basically it's an encumbered win. Okay. Pretty much.
0: I don't want to get back yeah. to the debate. Um I just I never there's no right answer to that. Whatever. That's crazy yeah. though. That's insane that, that they dude's were now rich- fired. Do you think he'll ever be able to work in, like, motorsports again?
1: I don't know. That's crazy. You know? I mean,
0: getting fired for something, that's insane. Yeah. I wonder if it was just, like, a it was probably just an accident. Like, they just weren't, like, a miscalculation. I don't know. Because I don't know what what Hmm. goes into that. But maybe he just set them to, I don't know. That's interesting that they regulate tire pressures when NASCAR can't even do that and then they blow tires at goodyear or blow tires at texas and they're like, "oh, well, the teams right. the teams you just stop doing that because they keep blowing tires. Bro, just regulate it then."
1: Anyways, um whatever. All right. So, I want to touch on Monster Energy Supercross. We don't talk about it on here often, but I'm loving this season. It's my favorite comfort background noise every Saturday night. Um There is a really good championship battle going on in Supercross right now. Um, There's a three-way battle. Eli Tomac has been dominating this season, but he had a rough race uh, in Indianapolis. They were not at the Speedway. They're at Lucas Oil Stadium. But Uh. championship battle. (laughs) Uh, Championship battle.
0: No, I'm just imagining them doing... Um, jumps and stuff in front of the pagoda and it's covered in dirt. Oh, okay. David Land would be having a stroke if they covered that strip of bricks and dirt. <laughs> he would be having an absolute stroke if they did that to Indy. Oh my God. He would literally be so, calling for the so. the bankruptcy of Monster Energy Supercross.
1: You could hilarious. not put dirt on those it, bricks. Huh. Anyway, Oh, that's so funny! Um, so Cooper Webb, <laughs> one-time champion, is leading the points. Eli Tomac, who's dominated this year, second, one point back. I need to the start watching this ends. year. This is good. You do, yeah, you, you do. It's fun. I'm remembering that and one Chase finish Sexton between Webb and Tomac
0: that, at whatever, wherever yeah. it was that close finish. I'm remembering that right now. And yeah, Chase, Sexton's and Chase Sexton. Chase Sexton
1: is third, 13 points back. He's having a breakthrough season as well. Yeah, and this weekend this past weekend in indianapolis uh, ken Roxon, who hasn't won in over a year got a win which oh, was really awesome. cool he, it was very emotional i don't think he thought he was gonna win again because he's had a rough season yeah. he finished 14th which was only 20 cars in the main a few weeks ago wow and it was just not looking good but yeah much supercross that's my point it's Sorry, good there are 20 cars
0: in the main well,
1: I'm speaking in NASCAR <laughs> fan terms, Zach. Our uh, 20, bite. Third
0: bite. It's like, oh my god, I hate when, like, where anytime you're talking about trucks and, like, oh, there's, he's got a car behind him. Actually, it's a truck.
1: I always say car. It's just a default. Like, deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> like, sorry. God. Anyway, that's, that's all the tea we got. Watch Supercross. Watch IndyCar. Is indycar super, is not mentioned at all but watch indycar anyway when it's super, back.
0: yeah when it's back so um f1's at saudi arabia this weekend um but is, is uh supercross racing this weekend they are they're in detroit Ooh, cool live on peacock live on peacock i will probably have to watch it um hopefully you should yeah i'll try we'll see um but yeah, so let's get into Gay Racing Podcast Fantasy. I I hate Harrison Burton. Um, him bringing out that caution Back
1: when he's lying.
0: D- him bringing out that caution. His tire was flat or something. Like whatever.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Harvick. God, man, wasn't that a good pick? I'm so mad. I'm too frustrated. It's not fair. Whatever. Um, this it was will come to bite. a good pick. This
1: will bite me in the
0: butt later. It's okay. Um. But yeah, I yeah
1: those two points, those two points could be crucial in this championship. We were tied, yeah, in for quite a while. We were tied in the going to the season finale last year. Basically, that could be big. Yep. All right. <sighs> Let me tighten my Atlanta, pick. Atlanta. Okay.
0: I have thoughts, but I don't really feel confident in. I don't know. I'm gonna go with this. I have a I have a feeling it's gonna be weird, but it's unlikely. But I don't know. Okay. I'm gonna go ahead and go with it. I like going with whatever um are you ready alex i'm i'm ready it's all right three two one wow okay so both going with hendrick so i picked william byron and you picked alex bowman so here's the thing i picked william byron because frankly he has a golden horseshoe stuck up his ass he does he has a golden horseshoe stuck right up his little twink ass like it is so far up there He's probably going to win the championship. Like, I am so sick of him winning. It's too early to say that. He's going to win Atlanta, get three in a row. He's going to dodge all the wrecks. He's going to ride on the wall. He's going to perfect the new pit road entry. He's going to lead Kyle Larson. No, him and Kyle Larson will be working together, but then a big wreck happens. Kyle Larson gets shoved into the fence. William Byron is side-by-side with Corey LaJoy. Byron edges Corey LaJoy out as the caution comes out to end the race. Twitter is mad once again, including me, and William Byron gets three in a row, and I get those three points for Gay Racing Podcast Fantasy. What do you have to say that Alex Bowman's
1: going to get you some points, Alex? Well, first of all, I can't believe you just leaked the script for this weekend's race. Like I can't believe you just did that. Oh my gosh, Live on the gay racing podcast. Um, now, I think Hendrick's gonna keep going, and we're gonna keep running really good. I think Alex Bowman's probably due for a win. He's been a little not as good as Larson and Byron, but I don't know if Bowman's gonna back
0: into this one though.
1: I I think we're due for a Bowman backing into one. I think we're due for one. I think he'll back into it
0: at Coda, but I don't think he's going to back into it here. Okay. Or maybe back, like, literally, I don't know. I just, I almost, so what's interesting, I almost picked Kyle Larson, but he's too inconsistent. Like, he's getting more, he almost won Talladega last year. He's, he ran up front at the 500 late. Like, he's getting there as a super speedway racer, but Mm -hmm. I just have my reservations of picking him right now. I think Byron, he obviously won Atlanta last year. Byron, he won Daytona before. He's got momentum, I think. He's also, again, he does have luck. Like, he's just lucky right now. So, I think he right. he's able to execute on these late race restarts. That is a skill. I won't even call that luck. That's a skill. So, I think under pressure late, William Byron can pull out a win. So,
1: yeah. That's fair. Well, we'll have to keep an eye on that. Uh, you have the fantasy point lead at four, and I have two points. Oh. I get a win, I take the lead. So, yeah, and if I got it's my win over. from
0: yesterday, I would have had four points as the lead. I would have been so comfortable. True. God, that's so frustrating, but it is what. At least hey, what's interesting, Logano was like four positions behind Harvick on that last restart. I was literally screaming. I know. I was going to Can be imagine so mad if that happened again. I was going to be so mad. Oh my god. But yeah, um So yeah, Saudi Arabia F1 this week nascar at uh where are we going atlanta <laughs> um it's atlanta. my birthday <laughs> next week's my birthday um i guess Yay. next time we record i guess um yeah i think so yep Probably hmm. celebrating zach's birthday next Interesting. week Interesting. maybe perhaps we'll have to see i got i don't think i have plans <laughs> but we'll see i don't know but um yeah so Thank you guys for listening, um, especially to our new fans. Um, we appreciate your guys' support. If you want to rate us five stars on, um, what's it called? Rate us five stars on Spotify. Um, also, Apple Podcasts. R- uh, if you like our tweets, because obviously you do, follow us on at DreamyZackGP and at Newgaden. Follow the podcast at Gay we well we see everything that you guys send to us by the way we do read it um so <laughs> if you have any questions for us or any comments about today's episode um if you think we're wrong you can you know engage and yeah that's it
1: nicely please wait what would you say nicely yeah i said engage with us nicely that
0: would be nice <laughs> like cuz so, like people are so mean like
1: you know, I was so like,
0: why are y'all being disrespectful? Whatever. Yeah. Anyways, but yeah, people are weird. Um. We're less weird. We will see you guys next week. Enjoy the races this weekend. Bye bye and stay safe.